This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Solutions, the leading iGaming PAM platform with a modular approach, including many benefits like a fast, secure, and scalable API-based platform integrated with all major third-party products and services. Make sure you head over to Pragmatic Solutions and join our smart thinking. Work smarter, not harder. Fast Track frees up time for CRM teams to be more creative, innovative, and analytical. Welcome to the future of CRM. Find out more at FastTrack-Solutions.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Bombay Experience. Defining the future of luxury gaming experiences from digital through to physical. Seamlessly. Flawlessly. Exclusively. Visit Bombay.io. This podcast is brought to you by Playson, the fastest-growing digital entertainment supplier for the global gaming industry. Operating across 20 regulated markets and with more than 140 partners worldwide, Playson's diverse portfolio of enthralling casino games, captivating tournaments, and promotional tools are proven to maximize player engagement and retention. To find out more, visit www.playson.com. This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, an industry-leading content provider of slots, live casino, bingo, and virtual sports. Pragmatic Play excels at creating an immersive, engaging, and mobile-focused experience for players with over 200 HTML5 games that are available in all currencies, 31 languages, and all major certified markets. Discover more at pragmaticplay.com. And uh, Iador, it's so nice to have you here. We've been talking about this for, I don't know, five or six months. We've been talking about doing this podcast, but finally, here we are together. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for being patient and waiting for me uh, all this time. I, I think, uh, you know, all the world events have prevented us from uh, doing it uh, in a way that we wanted to. And I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak to me. Absolutely. We can go on for, for hours and hours here. Um, and, um, uh, you know, it was great, obviously, to, to be acquainted over the uh, Agamemnon Next Valletta event uh, uh, last year. And, and uh, yes, it's uh, no surprise that it's taken time to, uh, to get this podcast together. Uh, obviously, you guys over at Playtech have been very busy lately. You managed to, uh, to launch the, uh, the live casino in, in the United States uh, uh, here in a couple of months ago. And just as a starting point here today, I mean, how, how has it been going so far uh, with, the, with the US um, uh, launch that you did a couple of months ago? Um, you know, Pierre, first time that uh, you guys hosted me in, in Malta, I started by saying thank you um, to the teams. And um, I, I want to um, not repeat that, but, uh, you know, before we start, just I have to, um, you know, send my uh, um, support and love uh, to everybody from the Playtech family in Ukraine. I think it's important um, for me uh, to just say it here on this, on this stage. You know, we are all in Playtech uh, uh, working hard on our business as usual, but, but we have a lot of people working not from the office over there, obviously, and, and not from Ukraine even. And, um, and the Playtech family has been working and, and, and really putting a lot of efforts into helping the situation there, our employees, our family, their families. Uh, so first of all, before the U.S., you know, I, I really uh, just want to send my love, support to our employees over there, their families, anyone uh, impacted by the situation. Um, and, and, you know, with the sharp turn to, to, to business as usual, um, yeah, the U.S., it's, it's been great. Um, and we've been working more and more to launch 
uh, even further, more studios, more games, more experiences, more licenses. Um, you know, it's the it's the, the big frontier over there, and uh, I love it. You know, it's it, it makes us also go back and and, and look at, at the core elements of what live gaming is all about because of. You know that the audience there is still at, at the beginning of learning what do we expect from him, from them, um, and and you know it, it makes us put on an effort and and put on the right show for for that audience, and I love it. You know, and so far the responses from the players have been have been really good. Um, you know, we are very careful and really looking into what the players are telling us throughout uh, through the platform, um, and I love it. Yeah, Michigan, New Jersey. Pennsylvania, um, you know, watch watch us uh, announce something very soon, um, and we, yeah, we, we're going to be all over the place. I believe, as as the market uh, progress and and you know more states are added, um, and we're going to continue, you know, I think leading also what is being offered to the players over there. Uh, I have a lot of appetite to to promote and to develop this. Uh, this gaming aspect uh, uh, over there in the market. That, that's great, Edo. Thank you, thank you for that. And, and um, you know, obviously you're the managing director of Live Casino at Playtech, and this is very much what the podcast is focusing on uh, right now, the current state of play uh, within the, um, the Live Casino segment, uh, particularly focusing on the United States market here, which is uh, opening up more and more as we, as we move along here. And so I would like to ask you as well, Edo, you know, in your opinion, like, What's the current state of play when it comes to live casino in the United States right now? Yeah, the U.S. is um, is something that I think now a lot of companies discover and a lot of companies uh, go into and start looking into how to do it right. A lot of companies that were there now discover, you know, you know I think what what's what's the next step, what should be done to cater that market correctly, also to. Uh, um, operate yourself as a company, as a business within that market, as an employer in the correct way. Uh, what, do we, what do employees expect over there? What is the audience expecting? I think from live gaming perspective, I'm not going to be uh, attempting to be an expert from all other <laughs> gaming aspects, but from live gaming, I think it's, um, it's really the beginning. Um, we haven't seen anything significant yet be delivered in that market. A lot of core games, offering basic stuff, things that have been around for several years, and that's the right move, actually, by us, by Evo. Um, I think that that's the way to enter that market now. The audience needs to understand what to expect from us, what we expect from him, how to enjoy our services, how to look at live gaming in offerings, because you can look at it from, from a gambling perspective is, hey, I have another gambling experience to put my money on and, and hopefully I will win. I think that the way that the market there consumes entertainment um, forces us to look into that activity a little bit differently, a little bit from value for money. What do we give back? Um, how do we develop that vertical so we could also maintain our position as a leading supplier uh, globally and also when we come to the U.S. and everyone has sort of the same starting point, yeah, everybody are building their studios from scratch. We have studios, Evo Studios, but I'm sure other companies will come and build. Um, but it's sort of the same, the same point uh, uh, for each business that is now starting to operate their live gaming. Um, core games are still very strong. That's what the audience is looking for. Um, 
but you need to look how to do that correctly and to then start rebuilding your own strategy. Um, and I think that the strategies that companies will take in the U.S. need to be carefully thought of in advance uh, and to understand what do they um, want to bring to the table there for the U.S. audience and then to deliver exactly that. Um, if you try to deliver a little bit from everything, I think that there will be a big miss. Um, so from live perspective, I think that core games at the moment are still the ones that are ruling what we see there on the floors. But game shows and specific also, you know, localized game shows to the right audience over there uh, is something that we're going to see very fast um, coming to the live casino uh, floors. Uh, on top of that, you know, we cannot ignore the whole U.S. market is built on sports. Um, and sports is the most popular thing there uh, yeah. as an entertainment activity, going to sports, watching sports. You know, we, we saw the Super Bowl now drawing, uh, I think, record high um, uh, wagering on, 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 on sport bets. And I think tapping into sports also from a live perspective is going to be something that... Uh, uh, we're definitely going to do ourselves, but a lot of other companies will either uh, be forced to do that again or will do that right from the bat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the a bit of the challenge in the United States at the moment, right? That uh, only five or six states are regulated uh, from an online gambling perspective, but uh, obviously 30 plus states allow for online sports betting uh, type thing. I is that something you are considering when... Um, uh, developing your products in how to tap into products that uh, can operate under the uh, online sports betting license? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if in the US or, or maybe we are, you know, a lot of things uh, these days are, um, you know, live gaming is being invented as we go. Um, yes. And, and things that we are seeing from our position in the market are quite unique. I think there is another company, obviously, Evo, that, uh, that probably sees the same things as us or maybe other things, but I think that our unique position in those uh, markets and generally in the product market of live uh, makes us understand what's coming, what's possible, um, and what's to, what to dream about, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that, um, you know, we've done already in other places uh, where we look at what's allowed and then we play along. And I think that's a big advantage that we have in Playtech, uh, uh, or generally, you know, for anyone who chooses that strategy, not to fight the regulation, not to go against it, actually to embrace it. I think yes. the regulation helps us uh, to operate and to serve the products that are suitable for the cultural, uh, um, you know, betting activity and, and or gaming activity or entertainment activity, and, and not to think that we know what that audience needs, you know. Uh, I think that every time that we go and, and, and look at the regulation and develop products that um, you know, put the regulation at the center and, and I don't want to say uses it, but you know, understands it in a way that enables us to really develop products uh, that are right for that market, uh, that benefits us also as a business. Then yeah. obviously, you know, we are looking into that. We've done it before. We have, we have uh, um, you know, a live product under a sports license currently in Poland and in other places. So we know how to do those things. Um, I'm not sure that this is yet what the audience there needs. You know, blackjack is still very big and people are still excited of playing live blackjack. And when the dealer is nice for them, it's, it's something uh, which is 
still unusual. You know, if, if you will go to the UK and you will see players just playing blackjack and, oh my God, the, the dealers are nice, the dealers are smiling, what an innovation. Uh, you know, you, we would laugh, you know, you're smiling, but, but for the American audience, that's still a thing. You know, I think also some of the offerings that they had until today was not so friendly. Um, and, and I think now the new live gaming products in the U.S. will, will take the friendliness into the product, will take uh, the hosting abilities more, um, uh, you know, the, the personalization, and really allow the player to feel respected and welcomed and to enjoy himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point, as you're bringing up, Pedro, that um, culturally, Americans are different from Europeans, are different from Asians, uh, are, are different from Latin Americans, uh, for example. And, and um, how, much, uh, how much thought goes into uh, your live product development, just understanding the, um, the, 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 the target group, so to say? And, and uh, can you talk about just the importance of uh, tailor-made live product for the United States uh, specifically? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to be uh, aired, um, but uh, maybe, maybe it's the right time, you know, for me also to, uh, to speak about, you know, Playtech Live strategy uh, for 2022. And, and, you yes. know, that goes hand in hand with what you just said. And um, we plan to do it through PR, but, you know, Pierre, we've been hosted at your shows many times. So I don't mind to, to say a few things here also that are, uh, you know, first time to air. Uh, oh, the tailor-made approach. Scoop. I like I it. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we just, uh, you know, we just <laughs> held off the PRs a bit recently. So, um, you know, in respect of the situation. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to hold myself here. Uh, Good. It's, it's, it's important, you know, to, I think, to note this tailor-made approach. Because whether we look at a culturized approach, whether we look at regulations, whether we look at a brand strategy, we all understand that the differentiation that I also spoke in Malta back then um, is something which is very important for the success of the operator's business. I think in live, as I said, and a lot of people have said along the years, you know, that's the best uh, situated product to uh, take that strategy forward and to really bring it to the screen to the players. Um, for us, you know, we've been sitting last year already and, and looking what do we want to do next, especially when we know that a lot of companies are now coming into the live market, a lot of new money is being, you know, sent into new studios, new companies are opening, um, and, and a lot of companies are trying their luck into that uh, vertical. And what do we have to offer, you know, in that new landscape of, of the vertical. And, and we definitely went into more of a B2B approach, in, in not, not neglecting our, let's say, B2C approach of line of products, of, of game shows and headlines that we are developing for the, for the markets, but we are in process of releasing um, a lot of bespoke games this year for major operators. So the first one was uh, uh, already launched with Battery 65 a few months ago. That was our POC, um, Super Spin Roulette. And, and this week, hopefully, we are launching uh, a very innovative game with 888 and later on with Entain. And a few more are coming. Um, and, and those ones, I think, takes the, you know, the strategy that we want to put into, into play here. So yes. once, uh, once an operator wants to really put and approach a certain audience, he needs to develop content that would be suitable for that audience, that would attract them to play, and that would differentiate themselves from the other 
operators in the market. You know, if we have Adventures Beyond Wonderland in every website, so you can enter every website and just play that game. Yes. But if a certain website has, uh, you know, a fancy new game show that is full-blown, not, not a skin of a game, but actually a full-blown experience which is timeless and classic and developed to be one, then they have a real differentiation element in their website to draw the audience. Now, if they like the game, they will come back. If yeah. they didn't, that's a, that's a different story already. But we definitely now understand that we need to develop content for operators that goes beyond just, hey, I'm going to put your uh, brand on the blackjack table. Oh, my God, what a localized experience have I done? That's the dress that we all wore two, three yeah. years ago, four years ago. And right. I see a lot of new companies also coming into the live market now, um, bringing that same dress. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's the right or wrong approach. We would need to see. But I definitely think that the vertical is ready um, to be treated differently. Um, and that's what that, we're trying that, to do that's with that really, approach. Yeah, re really interesting to hear. So what you're saying is essentially uh, the trend a couple of years ago was uh, these branded tables, essentially. So uh, whatever operator could uh, essentially commission you guys to, to host a branded table that is exclusive for their players. But as you're saying, that is essentially just a branding experience. What you're doing now essentially is uh, you sit down with the operator and uh, perhaps you work out... Um, a specific game targeting a specific demographic uh, together with the operator and that uh, that particular game would be a, a bespoke experience only for that operator so Correct. it would be a, an entire game that is developed for the uh, for the operator specifically and, and i think you know and i think that um a lot of the live companies should should, should be thinking in this in this way because you know you invest a lot of money in building um blackjack environments roulette environments that you know look look brilliant mm -hmm. but are they bringing the added value yeah. or are you just trying to cannibalize existing roulettes which is fair game you know it's fair game yes. you know our roulettes are, are are doing well uh, evil's roulette are doing excellent uh, other existing um, um, roulettes are, are definitely appealing for new uh, money or new uh, uh, entrepreneurs that want to do it in the live uh, world um, and then you start, uh, you know, you start operating more of the same. Um, I think that, you know, new operators and new, sorry, new providers must go and see what they have to offer. And some of them really do that. What do they have to offer that will cement their position in the market? You know, so I, I looked at that trend, you know, when we started looking at a lot of new money coming in last year. So we, we sat down and thought, so... You know, we are big, we have a lot of dedicated, obviously we are integrated everywhere, um, we have a great line of products, all of that can be done. What do we know that others don't? And that was exactly that notion of, of bespoke approach, of going to the operators and seeing what do they need, what is their strategy. And, and I think the games that will come out now will, will definitely prove that, whether it's even using... Um, you know, games which are not ours, and yeah. hint, hint, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, and I think today, as a B2B provider that puts on its flag, I am a B2B provider, and I am here to make your business better, not my business better, uh, but when your business will be better, I will definitely will benefit, um, then it makes the conversation uh, focused 
on where is the value, not what do I think is nice, no what do I want to show off, but what is the uh, you know, value that my client will gain from the development that I provide to him. And I think that's what B2B is all about. And what I see all around us is that every, you know, every new company is trying to do more of the same. Not every, sorry, I don't want to be uh, negative about it, but a lot of companies are doing more of the same and are basically saying, yeah, yeah, they will take my single zero roulette, which is exactly uh, the same as others, and then I will just take part of the income which exists on the live market. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I think that the new reality and the new you know, opening landing pages of websites will start seeing more and more differentiated experiences. And then to go into those uh, in pages would be very difficult with just more of the same. It's, it's a really interesting discussion in general because uh, the uh, operators uh, have become very commoditized in a sense where the content is the same on, uh, on, on many of the operators and um, it doesn't really make much of a difference if you play on operator X or on operator Y. The content is yeah. still the same. You play the same games uh, just with a different, uh, with a different operator. What, what you're saying here is like you kind of give the power back to the uh, operators to differentiate themselves and to, to be unique in the market and to actually give the customers a real reason why they should play uh, on, on your site rather than someone else's site. And, and I guess in the live product specifically, it's a quite interesting proposition because, uh, f first of all, I would imagine that it's not all operators that are um, financially strong in order to, to do this, first of all, I, I, would, I would imagine. And, and uh, in order to develop a new game <coughs> and uh, to set up the specific studio for that and so forth, like if you can do that um, as an operator, if you have the means and, and uh, the will to, uh, to develop a, a best book game, with Best Buy Brandon, you really put yourself in a in a different category because not everyone is able to uh, to do that. So it's like uh, yeah, it's, it's really and, interesting. Yes. And as an as a provider, you're saying you know I develop it, and then you know I I know the marketing is there. I know that they will stand behind it. I know that the audience is more yes. limited. Yeah, it's not on my network. But you know, I think after all these years, we are starting to learn the more niche you aim with quality, but yes. you define your niche correctly. The, the wider the audience will open up for you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, completely yeah. fine with providing such, uh, you know, uh, world-class game shows to specific operators, obviously yeah. tier one operators, obviously ones that can not afford it because we are not doing work for hire. We are developing <laughs> it, uh, uh, you know, as, as a partner. Um, yes. But I think that can take that and, and market it to the world, to their audience in the right way. That's yes. what we are looking for. And there are a lot of companies like that, again, in specific markets or in global markets. Um, and when you develop a game today, you know, you need to decide also to which market you develop it. There are very little games yes. or, or game concepts that can really go uh, worldwide. You know, right, if you want to have a jackpot, um, then you need to decide in which market you have that jackpot now because of regulation, right? We all understand that. And we are going to bring, for example, a new, a new concept that we are bringing in one of these uh, bespoke games is a daily jackpot. That was daily never jackpot. brought into the live uh, sector before because nobody knew if it's even possible. It is possible. It takes a lot of work. And then, yeah, you know, I imagine and, you know, we still need to see if that's going to work. A lot of people just sitting there watching the countdown and <laughs> getting excited as a community about the, the, the jackpot yes. that is about to drop. Um, yeah. So that, I that's think all, that's live, awesome, 
I, you know, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, I hope so. Uh, we are dreaming about it and we are dreaming about a lot of concepts in, you know, and I think that's what live needs to get from providers. What are you bringing here? What is the community element that you are bringing to your players? Because live is only worthwhile if it is a community product. If not, provide them the RNG, it will be more profitable to you. Um, and, and, and people will not gain anything from that. So we saw a lot of games in the market, I'm not gonna name any names, that are brilliant games, but, uh, but you know, tanked because they were not aimed at the community, were still aimed at, at, at a singular player. And right. once you do that in live, you take away the sting. Um, and this year we're trying to bring that community a little bit more into the spotlight uh, with a few concepts that were present, like, for example, Daily Jackpot or other elements um, that were present in other verticals in online gaming, proved itself to be very popular, couldn't become a community, you know, experience, and we're going to make it one. Um, but still, you know, maybe it's going to tank as well. So uh, I think that's <laughs> what's nice about live now. You know, you, you, can, you need to try and you need to be doing a good work um, and then prove that what you see in front of you, that what you know works and, and lead that vertical into the right path. I think we have that responsibility. Evolution have that responsibility. Um, yes. Other companies need to prove that they are not just a tag along. And yes. that they are bringing something into the market. There are definitely companies that are doing that. Um, but if I would today lead a new live operation into the global market, I yes. would go and sit down and, and think, what do I have to offer? What, yeah. what do I have to offer which Playtech cannot do, which Evolution, which Pragmatic, which other companies cannot bring to the table? And yes. I would tap into that first. Right, right, right. Rather than go and, and you know, and dress up with the dress that we had four years ago and... I'll just do it and connect it yeah, exactly. to many websites, you know? Right, right. I, I'd, like, I'd like to uh, take a step uh, back. I think, first of all, that approach uh, is uh, brilliant. Uh, you know, it's very tied together to uh, uh, innovation and, and uh, pushing Thanks. pushing the industry forward. And uh, that's what we need because other tech industries are innovating and we are all kind of competing uh, against uh, uh, time in a way where uh, there's only so much disposable time that the customer has and he, he will mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. choose between obviously uh, uh, spending his uh, his time on uh, on, on, on playing um, uh, live casino or uh, watching Netflix or uh, whatever it may be so, so it's important that the, the industry innovates but I'd like to take a step back and um, you mentioned community quite a few times uh, here though, and it's um, an interesting uh, topic that I'd love to discuss with you. Um, recently, th there has been a couple of announcements in this space where, uh, for example, uh, Carolina Pelk's uh, Beyond Play is looking to revolutionize kind of the community feeling uh, between uh, within online casino. There's live spins yeah. of Robin Eric Reed, of course. Uh, there's there's another product called Wager, which is more a social um, uh, like, like a social casino platform, like. Twitter for sports betting kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, we've been in the online gaming industry for a long time here, and, and this notion that uh, there can be a community amongst, amongst players have been non-existent. The, the presumption has been that you sit by yourself and you play uh, very, very um, lonely in front of your screen, and that's how the experience should be. 
Um, and you mentioned here that the, the key to success moving forward to some extent is to be able to create a community. So, so I would love to hear your thoughts here. Like, do you, uh, how, how much do you want to open up for players being able to communicate with each other, for example, win together, for example, and share that experiences? Uh, like, like, can you talk about your thoughts uh, here? Because it's yeah, definitely. So, you know, we we are all all in favor of that, you know, and we are all in in that perspective. Uh, with those types of, of activities. First of all, I know Beyond Plane, I know Live Spin and a lot of the others and, and brilliant stuff, you know, and, and, and I think that's definitely taking something that these guys and girls saw and, and you know, putting that into entrepreneurship and, and a business and a new form of gaming. Um, you know, I cannot ignore the fact, you know, it's very similar to what we are doing as a B2B provider with live slots. Um, but they took it to a B2B model of, of offering, you know, a, a, you know, to tag along, basically. Um, we, we are doing that, you know, while everybody play together, not tagging after a player. But it doesn't matter how. I think that any way that you can ensure that people would just win together, lose together, experience something together, that's the community experience. Mm-hmm. How you wrap it up, how which button it needs to play, or 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 how they actually spend their money. I think you know everyone is is coming into that from a different angle, but the the main the main item here is to allow players to uh, get be happy together and be sad together and then experience it in the same way. I think that the the, um, the success of the game shows that we've seen so far is exactly built on that excitement, whether, you know, just everybody got a bonus round and now they wait for it to, to, to start. And one of my favorite activities, you know, uh, at work is just sitting and, and watching the chat at, at, at these moments. And everybody's, <laughs> let's go, hell yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they just get pumped and, and, and you cannot not smile when you see that and you know that's the best part of, of what we do that we create those moments within players of they sit at home and I can only always imagine them yeah let's go and 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 I wanna you know develop games and we all want to develop games that people sit at home and smile and and really be happy about it now if we are ready to go to the next step and also see them at their home and they will see the other players not sure I'm okay. not sure. I'm not an expert uh, if we are ready on that or not. I think that what we know for sure is that player, players do not need to, you know, get pushed into, into the future so fast. So I think we all know that virtual reality is amazing, but no one has done a virtual reality game that works. No. You know, no one. No, um, it's, it's early, early days. Is it early days? Or, or, the, or is it just the technology is that is not... Or already a few years? I don't yeah. know. Do, do we insist on doing that just because we think it's early days and that's the next technology? Or are we doing that because players are saying, listen, I'm here with my Oculus or my, uh, or my VR set of any type and I want to play a game? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, at the moment, it seems that they are still not very much eager to do that. So I think that in terms of the community, they are eager to communicate uh, and to be inside of an experience which goes on from just being a personal experience. I don't think they want to show themselves yet. I don't yeah. think they want to see the others yet. 
Um, and yeah, it might come very fast, but I think what we need to do in, in our businesses, and again, now I'm not talking about just philosophy of live gaming, because we should be doing things for the philosophy side of things as well. But for the business side of things, we need to see what's the here and now, what people want to play, because that would be here for the time being. And, and trends in gambling, and we are eventually doing gambling, the bigger part of what we do, are not changing that fast. And then the, all the new companies will tell me, then, Ido, I want to open a roulette. And then they are right. They should open a roulette because roulette is here, was here, and will be here for sure. But that's, you know, you need to balance between those things. And I think um, we also need to remember all the privacy rules that are uh, uh, present in Europe, GDPR, things like that. There are a lot of limitations, a lot of risks. Um, so for the time being, I think the the sociability and to the development of the chat would be the most, let's say, yeah. community orientation that we see. Um, and I think it's very good for now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good point you mentioned to, uh, to not force innovation just for the sake of doing it, really. And, uh, you know, the, the, I'm sitting here with my uh, Oculus uh, Quest 2 next to me, and it's the... Uh, <laughs> It is actually it literally sorry, Mark, has dust. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it it literally has dust that's collected on it because the Oculus <laughs> is a one of those products that uh, is the coolest product that I never use. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a strange thing with Oculus and VR because anyone who tries it for the first time is like, oh my god, this is the future. And then you buy one yeah. and you never use it. It's 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 yeah. across the board. You know, it's not, not that many people who actually use a VR headset for anything yeah. meaningful other than playing around with it for a little bit and then they put it aside and they cannot never use it and the, the question is like is that uh is that because again we uh, we are early days or uh, is it because the uh, the experience uh, is not just immersive enough and you kind of I, I guess when you sit in front of a computer and you work for example you you very much um, forget that you are working or you forget what you're doing you're very relaxed you're sitting down you're relaxing your muscles and uh, and you're just uh, focused like kind of like in a trance whereas in the in the vr world it's like um, you're very tense uh, for some for some reason i don't think people think about it but you're a little bit tense so it's it's not this relaxing environment that you can stay in for you know 10 hours uh, like you can do sitting in front of a computer and i, I suppose that is what is um, holding the technology back in a sense now that um, it's that little stressful environment so so i, I agree with you as well like the developing games or uh, for a new technology just because of doing it is just not uh, the way to do it at the moment like uh, it, you know eventually somebody develop. would need to you know, um, develop the concept that would work. And, and, mm. and, you know, I also have a VR set. I played it a few times. And, and as you say, you know, I, it, it has <laughs> dust on it at the moment. I think that, you know, some technologies just gets, eventually get skipped off. You know, um, we will see. Maybe it will suddenly emerge as, as, yes. as, as a very common thing to use at your free time and, and you know, people would come home and, and be putting their, uh, um, you know, VR set on their heads as the first thing they do when they sit on the couch. Maybe then, you know, we could come and, and offer our services on top of that. But to ask someone and to think that somebody would put the headset just because there is a gaming offering, I think that's still early days. Um, and again, you know, I think we should and must be there when it will be approaching that era, and then we will. 
at the moment, you know, exactly as we saw now from the whole Facebook, you know, a TikTok war. So Facebook <laughs> lost that video, not at yes. VR, right? Um, <laughs> and people still want just plain old good old video. Um, there is still a lot to do with video. And yes. there is still a lot of innovation to develop and to deliver with video. And the experience is great. People want, you know, to have the experience not taking over them. They want to control the experience still. Um, and again, I might be completely wrong as well. And there are a lot of people who would wish that I would develop a game in VR. And uh, then we will. At the moment, we definitely see that there is still a lot to develop and a lot of excitement to get from low-tech you know, I always go back to the spinning stage that we have in our game that is built from an engine below the floor that it spins the, the whole studio. And, and, and everybody are just, you know, then you need to see the chat. Let's go. And yeah, I'm so happy. And, and, and it's great. You know, and we are there to, to provide a time off from your day to day, um, not to really overtake them. So at the moment, I'm very, very happy with, with yes. you know, two-dimensional things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, Facebook versus TikTok uh, here, Edu, and um, I suppose the reason why TikTok, in a sense, um, have uh, become as big as they are is uh, they have um, adjusted their product based on the attention span of teenagers, let's say. And, um, you know, the attention span uh, 10 years ago versus now in your digital behavior is different. You're bombarded with so much more content and uh, uh, attention exactly. spans are shorter. Uh, uh, when you develop games, is that something you think about as well? Uh, the, the kind of attention span, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the, the spins, uh, like how long the games take and stuff like that? Uh, absolutely. And again, those are things that you know only after you develop a few things. And, um, you know, we have games from, you know, we have the shortest round in live industry. So our live slots spin every 10 seconds, automatically 24 seven. It's the only slot in the world, only live game in the world that has betting time every 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> and we have also games, let's say our like deal or no deal uh, live bingo game is, is like almost three and a half minutes round, could go. So we have everything from 10 seconds to three and a half minutes. Uh, scripted games, everything is scripted to the bone, obviously, or it cannot be as, you know, magical as what we do in live industry, which is basically creating games which are playable in average every 50 seconds. You get the experience over and over and everything behaves perfectly from the dealer to the furniture to the equipment to the UI. Everything needs to be synced. And I think that's the, first of all, that's the challenge and that's the magic if if uh, people, you know, not from the industry are, are just thinking, what's, why is it so difficult to just put a camera and some people in front of it, that 24-7 application of, of, of the games to be run and actually operated and being offered every 50 seconds exactly the same, that's the challenge. And then you start seeing what do people get excited from. You know, so I think we all already know by now, between 50 seconds and a minute and a half, that's the golden time frame of games. Um, let's say 50 seconds is the, is the best one, and then some bonus rounds usually adds up, another 40 seconds. And, and those are the time frames that, that live players uh, at the moment are interested in. Uh, I am really uh, you know, curious to know if we would be able to extend that. Um, we definitely want to. 
I can tell you that because some concepts cannot be delivered in 50 seconds. And if we want to go and bring that experience and bring that uh, um, adventurous feeling into the product um, and take the user on a journey as we, as we would like, then obviously things will take more time. Um, but all the time you need to balance it. So definitely the answer is, is yes, 100%. Uh, you cannot just do things uh, without looking at the time frame that the user would be spending on them. And then to script the excitement exactly. So every element needs to have its place, every sound, every occurrence on the screen. Um, you know, again, let's go back to the roulettes that everybody are, are developing. Uh, I still, you know, the roulette wheel is the roulette wheel we all buy from Huxley or Kameg or whatever, but, but you know, you cannot miss the drop of the ball, for example. So that's yeah. something that you must have. So a player wants to see the ball drops. So the camera movement and all of those elements uh, are very, very important when you deliver a live experience in order for the player to actually sit down and, and relax and, and be able to interact with it. Um, so... Yeah, interesting. Uh, have you, that's what we have, you know. Yeah, great. Ha, have, have you heard it about a YouTuber that's called uh, Mr. Beast? By any chance? Yes, yeah. Him, of course, I, I'm very uh... amazing. So, so the, the the story of Mr. Beast to me is really fascinating because um, it's like a new generation that is um, growing up at the moment uh, that is um, native with this thinking of. Um, uh, the the lower attention span and you know Mr. Beast his story is like he started to produce YouTube videos when he was like 12 years old yeah. and uh, as, a, as a single uh, person and, and as he grew up he was obsessed like uh, that, that was his singular obsession he hated school he hated, but he he wanted to perfect how to figure out the formula on what a perfect uh, YouTube video uh, should uh, how it should be edited from engagement point of view and and now obviously when you look at his videos uh, he creates these crazy videos right where ho hold uh, your hand against uh, a car uh, like 50 people and whoever holds it on the car for longest yeah, they yeah. wins the car Down and stuff like that 100,000 or, or yeah <laughs> crazy yeah. stupid stuff but the but when when you look at the so, so like first of all that concept in its own right that it's like this crazy big prize for some crazy challenge that is really engaging but where the magic really is in his videos is the fact that he has figured out the pacing in the videos perfectly so in a traditional um, tv show you watch like survivor or you watch some uh, you know whatever tv show the pacing is really slow because um, you kind of sit down in your sofa you watch tv you think of something else and that's like the traditional way to engage with a with a tv show from 50 years uh, back basically but um, obviously uh, when you look at a youtube video um, someone on a computer he has a million reasons to stop watching if the pacing is really bad so if the video gets boring at any point in this 20 minutes yeah. uh, you will lose engagement so in mr beast video he doesn't give you any chance to stop watching the video every single second i mean literally every single second is uh, keeping a really high pace uh, just for for this very reason to uh, to keep you engaged from beginning to end you know it's full-on full-on uh, action and uh, I, I would imagine in your world uh, uh, as like a live uh, casino producer that's what you want to achieve as well right you want every single moment uh, that something is happening and like you don't want to give your uh, your players a, re uh, a, a reason to get bored in any uh, point in the in the game i suppose 
True, true. And, and you know, Mr. Beast is, is, is a great example, you know, um, because he, he is, you know, first of all, aware of what his watchers are all about. And then he, he, he started by, okay, I'll have that niche and I'll excel in it. And that people just fell in love with the niche and the niche became, you know, the biggest YouTuber in the world. And, and that's exactly, I think, what we're doing. And we, first of all, need to understand who are our players. And our players look for gaming experience. They can put on some money. They can win. They can lose. And, and, we, and we need to remember that they can also lose. And we need to yes. also use, you know, our games and our tools to handle that psychology of a, of a person that just lost money. And we need to respect that. And we need to create a game that ends in a way let's try again or, you know, no, no matter what happened, he still doesn't get angry at the game. Of course they are, exactly. yeah, because if you put money and you lose, but, but we must respect that, you know, and, and, and I think what he did is also, he's really respected, you know, you guys are pressing my video, I'll make sure that you are not just here for my money from YouTube because you spent a lot of time in front of my video and that's how I get paid from YouTube. I will give you the value every single second of the way. And yeah. that's what we and every provider of video uh, products, not only gaming videos, need to provide its players and its users. That's the value. Um, and definitely we plan our games accordingly, you know, uh, to, to make sure that they have excitement, that every element of what, what when the camera is moving, how what's synced with wow, with what, and, and how to create this wow effect. Um, it's really embedded in our product development and, and the way that the software also interacts with the studio, uh, you know, really creates that thing, you know. So if something happens in the software and then you see an element in the studio, very, very, you know, important, I think, for a delivery of a great live game. Yeah, yeah. So super interesting in general to uh, to look into because uh, many people, especially uh, who are a bit older, they kind of disregard uh, like the, the the Mr. Beast the type videos of being a bit uh, like he's being a bit silly or, or, or whatever. But the guy is an absolute master at what he does. Like yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, yeah. they have perfected it through through the last ten years, just figuring out exactly how to produce the perfect uh, YouTube video. And, and I think if you if you think about it from that perspective, like think about it from the engagement perspective when you watch a Mr. Beast video, there's a lot to learn from that. I think as well. And I think uh, as an industry, you know, we we want to keep our players engaged. So it's definitely a, a great thing, case study. You know. I think one of the things that really strikes me about him specifically is that, you know, my kid, I have an eight-year-old daughter, and that's my right. oldest one. <laughs> she knows Mr. Beast. She watches his videos. I watch <laughs> the same videos. We both enjoy them. Now, obviously, yeah. I don't want my kids to play the games that I produce, but I want everyone from 21 to <laughs> 99 to play my games. And yes. how do I make the games applicable to all the age groups or create yeah. games for specific age groups and how do we make an experience that is not intimidating that is not too sophisticated that is not just making us happy but making the players and and really inviting as many as we can if we go back to the u.s i think that's the opportunity there because yeah. over there you know you have the daytime game shows that millions of people are watching every day and that's yeah. the you know and everybody got tired already of watching the game shows we want to offer them an opportunity to participate every minute in a new game show. And that's what live gaming, I think not only live casino, will offer in the US and will offer in, in, in you know, Western um, countries and markets that we are entering. 
Yeah, and you know, it's a question that I'm really curious about as well because I've been thinking about the the, uh, the player demographics from the US and 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 obviously, especially in the US, uh, such a capitalistic country, and they they are grown up with uh, you know watching Wheel of Fortune every second day for you know much of their lives so to say it's been it's been very prevalent in the american um in the american culture these game shows uh as we grew up you know jeopardy is another one wheel of fortune another still Uh, it it still uh, is you know it still is and uh you know family feud jeopardy whatever it's it's that's the uh, you know big part of the culture there and and you must respect it yes yeah and so, so I would imagine that uh, you know the that demographic of players who have been raised watching those game shows. You know, when you watch one of those shows, like it's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, in in the back of your mind, you're always dreaming what would happen if you were there, right? And yeah. and, and to an extent, that is what the um, the game show vertical that you guys are launching is trying to realize like you can be a part of of the game show rather than just watching it and so i would imagine that the the um the like like do you guys talk about this like when it comes to the game show uh, opportunity within the united states specifically that that seems to be the perfect market for uh, game shows uh, more definitely. so than the european market definitely uh, you know first of all i would say again U.S. is a market that this product doesn't exist. It's still a core games market. And, you know, even in the most advanced live gaming markets, core games are still 60-70% of the income. Uh, Even if you transmit them through a game show, still those mechanics are are bringing, you know, the high rollers and the big players and people want to gamble. But, Mm. um, you know, if we look on how we develop our business now and make it, you know, a hundred times, then you need to start looking at definitely more entertainment and how you bring more audiences into what we do. Those are the game shows or, or more softer games. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you produce a game show, first of all, you need to think, what's the romance? What's the, what's the classic, you know, timeless feeling about it? You know, when we did Millionaire, um, then, you know, I, immediately, the only thing I told to the team, I want to f- be at the contest, you know, at a contender seat. Yes. I want to yes. be feeling that I'm sitting in front of, you know, Jeremy Clarkson and, and you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> let, let's get, get me there. And, Perfect and sound effect. That, that's, yeah, you know, we, we, we did that exactly when we delivered that game because we, we brought it from a place that, hey, that's going to be fun for us but not just because we are that type of a people. I think that everybody wants to sit in that seat. Or, yes. you know, everybody, if, if you know that, uh, you know, the price is right, then they have this big, everybody spin, everybody <laughs> wants to spin that. And, and <laughs> you want to feel that you are participating. Um, and, and I think the game shows create that option, you know, of, of putting the spotlight on the user, not alone again, because I think then again, it, it disconnects from the community feeling. And, and that's the challenge. It's not that easy to develop a successful game show, mm-hmm. a robust one, uh, a large scale one. And, and live is all about big scale and serving big uh, amounts of people at the same time. Um, so I think that's the, you know, that's the nuance that everybody needs to solve when you go and develop a live game, how you, you put the focus on, on a player, but still, 
it's 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 a big group of people that are playing together. So um, we're gonna see more and more concepts. I'm really curious, you know, to see what uh, what the creative yeah. people of the industry will bring. It's uh, a lot of people are on these things exactly these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, traditionally at the. Um Uh, online gambling industry has been inspired by the land-based uh, industry with some games uh, and some titles that have been brought from land-based over to to online uh, traditionally. Uh, but uh, something I'm really curious about now is uh, considering that um, the it was the online gambling industry that invented the game show uh, uh, vertical. Isn't it an uh, opportunity you think for? For for the uh, land based for the game show segment to be uh, um, to be implemented into land based casinos, give it maximum two years and you're going to see a lot of experiences. Is it? You think so? Is that something Playtech is sure. looking at as well? I'm sure. Yeah, I think yeah. that um, you know I'll take my 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 neighbors across the street here. You know, I don't want to talk about myself and our products uh, too much, but but you know, um, you know companies produce uh, great products today. And the fact that we are on camera makes them also very aesthetic and makes them, you know, really uh, unique in, in the level of, of delivery. Um, replicating these and installing them into various places um, is, is definitely possible and it's definitely, I think, already in action at some places. Uh, and not only land-based casinos. I think that we are missing, uh, all of us, still missing a big vertical in live gaming, uh, which is not even connected to casinos or gambling. And, and, and there is a lot, a lot of uh, routes that we can take in allowing people to play live gaming and participate in live gaming in which they do not risk anything. Now, without giving everything away, I'm sure <laughs> we will see more of these things coming. Um, You're teasing us here, though. Some, something. Uh, can you tell us something you about know, this? I, I mean, I'm trying not to give away everything that we see from our uh, driver's seat in, in, yes. in, in our position in the market. But I think those things are pretty obvious, you know, and, and I see some new companies still developing things for, you know, we spoke about VR. That's not the right way. There are huge audience that are available at, uh, you know, at a finger uh, uh, press and, and you need to tap into these first. And like TV shows and stuff like that? Big audiences. Sorry? Like TV shows, for example, stuff like that? One, or? Maybe. Old, Maybe. TV is a very old-fashioned format. You know, okay. TV is a very old-fashioned format. So, um, you know, okay. we would need to see where TV itself is going. You know, we just saw CNN moving from a regular channel to be uh, uh, on demand. You know, they just launched CNN yes. Plus, Plus. So I'm a big fan of, of news channels and I love to see them oh, all great. the time. So, but, but that's a great example. So they say, hey, I know that you don't have my service everywhere. I have an on-demand service, which is exactly yes. like Netflix. And you can always see 10 minutes of live news when you press the button. So I don't know how much TV is still going to be there in its, you know, classical format that you open and you wait for the commercials to be ending. Um, maybe the subscriptions are going to come into more verticals than just um, video on demand. Very interesting to hear. That's an interesting new concept. I mean, the, 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 I, one of our shareholders in Agame Next, um, the, our co-founder, Michael Pedersen, a couple of years ago, he... Uh, He tried to do a concept uh, under a, a company called Let's Bet. Uh, they were an operator 
And the concept was that uh, he wanted to host a 24-7 live stream uh, on, the, uh, on the website, essentially, that would um, kind of entertain the players in between they are playing yeah. uh, uh, so, so some games and so on and so forth to make the site feel more alive, more personal. They would do some... They, they, they would uh, do a little bit competitions or quizzes and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and maybe that type of format would be quite interesting to host like this live stream with yeah. uh, en engaging the players, you know, not just so that you're watching, but you're actually engaging with the live stream, so to say. You know, one of the companies in our industry, and again, US, you know, market that I really love as a fan, as a user, as a watcher, because I cannot use the services, is Barstool, for example. I, yeah. I love what they do. I love what, what, what David Portnoy doing on his own thing with the pizza reviews. <laughs> I love it. And they took exactly that. You know what? You're a user. You will bet. Bet. Don't bet. First of all, here is a lot of content yes. that you can consume. And live content and, and tailored content and sports. And if, if you love what we do, here is a lot of it. Then, yeah. if you want, also use my services. But first of all, you know create some kind of a sympathy between the player and yourself and create that audience, create your website to be a hub that people are looking to get content from and then, you know, sell them the service. So I don't know if now we should be seeing a lot of websites, you know, new websites that offer uh, live streams or such because the hubs exist. But yeah. uh, definitely I think that the content creation and, and content consuming by the players is something which, which is very important uh, in, to ensure that then your business activity is also being trusted by the users. Exactly. So, so it's kind of like if you are seen as a great content creator first and um, a gambling operator second, you'll have a completely different prospect for acquiring players because they will, they will come for the content, but then they will stay for the betting, let's say. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we started talking about in the beginning about bespoke. So if you're just a gambling operator, invest nothing. Take the, you know, take the regular games, just put them. Some people will put some wages and, and there you go. You know, you're a gambling business. But, but if you want to be a sustainable, you know, growing entertainment hub, a business that offers people to interact with, to spend money in, whether it's gambling, whether it's, you know, other forms of payment for your services, then first of all, respect the user, respect the player, the watcher, give them what they want. Whether you are Mr. Beast and then your videos will, you know, all the time give the player, that, the, the user or the watcher that experience and that excitement. Or if you are a game, then respect the wager. Respect. They put now, put on a show. Put on a show, let them get excited. Let them, you know, be taken on a journey, be taken on an adventure. Um, don't just, you know, take the money, show them the result. You lost betting time. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, you know, just to, uh, to um, take a step back here and, and again, focus on the American markets uh, a little bit. It's, so I'm, I'm curious to know as well, I mean, from a, from a live casino perspective, it must be very difficult to establish foothold in the US market. There's only um, a couple of states that are live at the moment, but uh, they also ring fans, right? So you, you need to build mm -hmm. the infrastructure in each individual state. Like, True. can you talk about, and, and obviously, you know, you, you went live now, and, and um, uh, I think that uh, attests to the difficulty uh, into bringing the product live in the first place. Like, but what's the, um, 
what's the main challenges for you now to achieve scale in the in the United States? And I mean, cost-wise as well, it must be yeah, super expensive you know, to build all these studios. And yeah, first of all, first of all, uh, nerves of steel. But uh, but um, obviously, it's a big investment. Obviously, um, when any company, not only live gaming company, whether you are a, a shoe manufacturer or or, or a live gaming uh, uh, company. You need to prepare, you know, a big budget uh, to be spent and to plan it very, very, very uh, detailed. Um, the spend is is big. The investment is big. The time frames are big. And I think for me, um, the time frames that things take in the U.S. Uh, I knew that in advance, but definitely that's something that we we now know much more of. Um, when you do live gaming, then, then you have a lot of aspects that, you know, uh, people don't necessarily think of. So, you know, we have planning departments to, uh, to uh, interact with, not even a gaming, you know, regulator or anything like that, just construction, electricity, uh, uh, which is very surprisingly uh, not... Uh, let's say <laughs> not super that. developed in the US <laughs> uh, and, and you are getting you know different surprises uh, on, on really taking <laughs> what we know from Europe and putting into action in the US really electricity is a big surprise when you go to the US really? yeah, so? yeah I'm saying it with all love yeah I hope no yeah. <laughs> no electricity company will now uh, shut me down but <laughs> you know, it's not as available as you think. Um, okay. and, and there are issues that are occurring there that, you know, we are now in Riga. You can see beautiful Riga behind me. Um, we don't have electricity issues here. Over there, that's something that, for example, exists. Other challenges exist, <laughs> um, but then the potential is, is huge. Yeah. So you embrace those challenges, you learn, you respect them. I think that... The main advice that I can give to anyone that is now starting his US journey, respect the process, respect where you are, and respect everything around you, and then you might be able to survive. If you disrespect, if you think that you are coming there to teach uh, uh, the market anything, that you are coming there to change the world, uh, they're going to chew you up and spit you out. It's, it's something that you need to come very humble to, in my opinion. Respect where you are, respect the people, respect the communities, um, and then build on top of that. Not yeah. to come and just, you know, be uh, uh, doing your thing without understanding where you are and, and what's happening around you. Um, and, and it's a different experience for us also in terms of, of the type of operation. You know, here we are in Riga, you know, we have a huge studio here, um, but from here we don't stream to Riga. You know, uh, we don't do that. Uh, usually when we have a studio, we don't like to stream to the community that is operating the studio. In the U.S., it's exactly the opposite. We are streaming from the community to the community, which yeah. requires us as a, as a provider, as an operator of a studio, to be even more respectful to where we are and to who we are and to how we treat our people, because eventually it's their friends and family that are actually also using the services. Um, and And... It requires us to be in a different place, uh, and I love that personally. You know, everything that uh, forces us to up our game and and to to make sure that we do the right thing as a business um, is something that I really appreciate. You know, uh, being involved with. Yeah, uh, and you know, a lot of investors uh, uh, are hoping that the U.S. opportunity will be 
something that uh, tipped the scale uh, and um, accelerate growth uh, and um, an EBITDA results uh, for uh, some of the game developer. Uh, but the issue so far is that only five or six states are, are live, of course, for uh, online gambling, including live casino, then, of course. Um, f- first of all, are you, are you disappointed so far in the, in the, uh, in the process uh, that the states are going through in, in uh, regulating? And secondly, what's your expectations going forward when it comes to upcoming regulated states? So absolutely not disappointed by any means by anything uh, that goes on over there um i think that it's a very responsible approach actually um, you know don't just run you know see that you are doing the right thing per the community you know the states in the u.s are, are culturally to some extent different and it's very good that they're taking their time and seeing that what they do is suitable for the certain state that they're going to operate. There are also a lot of land-based casinos in, in, in some of the states, so you need to be very mindful on existing businesses. Um, and, and I think that at the moment, you know, we, we and other companies in that market uh, that are doing the right moves are building fit to measure. So you, you build what you need to build. You do not overspend you create, you know, the base for expansions. You create the base for uh, um, scaling up, but you make sure to control your uh, expenses, uh, not the initial investment. The initial investment needs to be uh, top-notch in order for you to create a product that the American people would uh, uh, get along with. You know, whatever is offered there on the market is very, very high level, from you know, food uh, order apps to to uh, media content and anything that so you need first of all to make sure that you have the right service in place this is a very service oriented nation um, <laughs> and you know the right technological solutions in place re, you know reliable solutions so that type of investment is big and 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 that's out of the question even you must do that later on you need to control and see that you don't overspend because just to to do a business in the US and then to lose on it every month you don't need to be super talented to do that. Um, but I think that still um, the market will develop there. Um, and I think that eventually, even in our vertical, streaming would be allowed from state to state. Uh, not that I'm supporting okay. it now because we are already rolled out in the states that, yeah. uh, that we are and we've made that investment. <laughs> so, you know, Playtech is, is, is quite uh, beautifully positioned, you know, to to take on those those markets but any further ones that will come into light whether it's you know new york that uh, that you guys are, are doing your eye gaming next there soon and and and, yes. and already been some discussions around you know future uh, legalization there uh, or you know the, the florida and california that we all hope for as well Th- that would be great, but but I think there is obviously big business to be made in the existing states. Uh, you need to plan the services and products that you are offering in the right manner in order to do to make a business out of these places. Mm-hmm. But what uh, what is the most exciting emerging market in in your opinion? Is it the United States from a from a live casino online casino perspective, or um, would you say that there are other emerging markets that you are, you think have bigger potential at this stage? Depends on, depends on what we are looking at. I think that, you know, as I said, you know, there is the gambling, 
there is non-gambling, there is content, there is a lot of things that uh, activities, business activities that either already exist or will exist soon in the live gaming world. Um, you take them all together, the US obviously uh, for me in Playtech Live, for us in Playtech Live is the most exciting thing. Um, we are uh, after making our investments uh, in a very strategic way, uh, we have game shows built and ready for action there and, and we have a very, very strong strategy on how to use the IEP that we have in place in a very large scale manner. Um, and again, we are very patient in the way that we roll it out and in the way that we control the expenses and in the way that we do things behind the scenes and then bring them you know, to the front of the scenes when they are ready for action. Um, and I couldn't be more excited about that. And, and obviously, I'm spending a lot of my time continuing to build that portfolio there. Having said all of that, um, you know, there are a lot of emerging markets in the gambling aspect of what we do around the world, which are our bread and butter. Uh, and definitely Latin America, um, you know, is something that I love seeing uh, how it develops itself, how it gets bigger and bigger, how you know, we are able to provide products that are exactly what the people they are looking for finally, after you know, trying various things. And, and seeing the growth there is, is, is unbelievable. You know, it's um, definitely something that I didn't expect to happen that fast. But we are, you know, thankful and again, um, not being disrespectful to it and making sure that we are treating the market there in the way that they want to be treated. You know, we are now building a studio in Peru, uh, almost finished, that, that's supposed to give a lot of services that are, again, tailored for those markets there in the way that they are interested in getting. So. I think that you know uh, the live uh, companies and the live businesses are going to grow and need to grow into many many sub businesses, uh, and I think that's what we will start seeing also from us and from other companies, um, and eventually uh, tapping into various business units within what we do as a whole of a business uh, is what uh, will determine the future. And the Americas uh, show it in the best way. Uh, again, it's, it's something that we cannot still know for sure, but, but that's how it feels now, I think. It, interesting, it, uh, Edwin. I mean, it, it seems like the, the reoccurring theme here as we look forward today is uh, the tailor-made uh, a live product, which uh, seems to be a good and a big focus of of uh, of, of you guys. So we, we're going to start rounding off for a little bit today. But I'm 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 curious to know as well. I mean, the the tailor made uh, push that you guys are doing now is interesting. But as we now look forward into the future, we can expect uh, better connectivity, which is uh, I guess a reoccurring yeah. kind of issue for yeah. the live product. Uh, other technologies uh, are being developed uh, that can potentially yeah. uh, bring a better experience to the live product. When, when, you, when you think about innovation in the live product in the next couple of years, what do you expect? Uh, how do you expect the, the vertical to develop? First of all, you know, um, I think innovation also for this year is still ahead of us. I think um, we are going to... Uh, see a few new products in the in the industry that will already bring the innovation here i think that innovation doesn't always need to mean um you know using the most advanced technologies um 
It means, I think, first of all, innovating the experience for the players. I mentioned the daily jackpots. That's, I think, when, when everybody will experience it as a community together, not one-on-one -on -one in a slot. Hey, that's an innovation, but that's not a new technology. That's connecting the dots. And I think connecting the dots is something which is being a little bit overlooked because it's not as trendy as, hey, you are not innovating. That's innovation. You don't need to always, you know, uh, just uh, spend millions or, or, or use false technologies or, or, you know, do things that people don't want. People want to have fun. Innovating fun is the most important thing as I see it. And, you know, if, if you get there by, by just using, you know, two sticks or Unreal Engine, doesn't matter as long as it fit to measure. What do you need to use in order to create the innovative experience that you want to give to your players? Now, you know, we are now developing a game, a game show, a big one. Um, it's very adventurous on a very big uh, uh, brand. Um, and I want to get to a place that, uh, you know, I told my team, I want all the players at home at this moment of the game to all, you know, yell something together. Now, how do we create that? How do we create that you sit at home, now let's say 5,000 people are now sitting on that table, all of them are yelling something together. How do we get there? And that doesn't need to be, you know, with, with certain technology. It needs to be how you serve the experience. So if we would need technologies, uh, then obviously we bring them in immediately. And, and definitely we are already playing with, uh, uh, you know, with the uh, um, meta-universe and, and, and a lot of, you know, things that are at the forefront of, of what Interesting. technologies are all about. But we do not neglect that the innovation is the experience. If, if a player now will sit at home and will yell something together with another thousand people, for me, that's the biggest innovation of the year. Because that's not been done and, and that's, we are getting to a different place with our audience, you know, rather than, you know, we ticked a box, hey, we used this and that yes. technology. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're sticking to the basic first principles of uh, you want to achieve this. Uh, in, the, in this case, uh, how do you get the players to, uh, to stand up and yell basically uh, for the excitement of the, of the game yeah. together than perhaps as a community? And um, yeah, it's, it's all about the first principles. It's all about uh, achieving uh, that specific goals. And if you, if you do that by uh, some emerging technology or if you do that by, uh, by a traditional Absolutely. kind of game with a little bit of a twist, uh, that's it. Whatever, whatever achieves the goal is, is enough. It's, yeah, you know, sometimes you do want to take the business forward. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, and we do make sure, you know, if, if to put the slogan, we do make sure that we use new technologies every year and we're still a technology company, obviously. But, but you know, for me, uh, uh, you know, directing the content, directing, I think, again, having responsibility for, for also showing, you know, the, the, the way to much bigger, you know, scope of industry. It's important that we make sure that we do not forget that we are here to serve and we are here to, to give entertainment. And, and, you know, we do not need to fall in love with the means of bringing the entertainment. We need to fall in love with the entertainment itself. And I want to make sure that Playtech Live portfolio would be the one that players will say, hey, I'm going to play these games. These games are, are making me fun, you know, and, 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 and giving me a good time. 
and, and they are innovative and creative and, 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 you know, reliable and all those things. But first of all, I'm having fun. I'm not just a tool in someone else's strategy. My audience and Playtech Live audience is my strategy and how do I increase that audience? And, you know, doing that with, with, with the, doing those games with that in mind um, is, is what we are here to do, I think. Fall in love with the entertainment. I love it. That, that, that should be the tagline of Playtech. Well, you know, we don't have one title. We are, we are again, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm talking now and probably half of the things I'm saying are already outdated and, and we, we're probably going to look at other things soon. And, and I think not to fall in love with your own, uh, you know, with your own words and your own strategies and to really be attentive to what the market is interested in, in playing. You know, we are producing games um, and, and we need to be mindful that our games are, are serving the right purpose. Um, that, that's it, you know, and whether it's a sports audience or, or a casual game audience, um, live can give those audiences a lot more than we are giving today. Um, yes. and, and I'm fascinated by it, you know, and, and whether it will take this or that technology, Great, but more about, you know, nobody looks at, um, you know, you mentioned who wants to be a millionaire and said, wow, that, that was done, what, what technology was done there, you know, that, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that, right? Or, or you don't look at a James Bond movie and say, you know, the effects are amazing, but, but I love Bond with the martini shaking, not stern. And, and you know, you, you love the, the cultural stuff and, and not everything needs to be... Uh, 5.0 technologies, you know, and yes. the Web3. It's still there. It's still important. You need to use it. But um, yes. we, are, we are content creators, um, yeah. first and foremost. I think, you know, you as well, right? So if, if this podcast will be streamed through, you know, 6K, <laughs> I don't know what, but, and I would be boring, you know, who's going to watch it? You know, who cares what technology <laughs> it's all about? Uh, it's impossible, you know. These conversations uh, can, can go on and on and on. Uh, but uh, but at some point, the music have to stop uh, as well. And what a what a great uh, uh, point uh, now with uh, with the fall in love with the entertainment uh, sentiment. I love it. Uh, I have a last question for you, though. Sure. What's your favorite game that is not Playtech? Live game. Ooh. Any game. Uh, any, 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 any online casino game, yes. That is not Playtech. Oof. <laughs> I know it's very difficult, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I'll, the competition answer, is not so I'll simple. answer, uh, I'll answer um, let's, let's choose Safari Reaches Slot by 888. All right. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and whoever understands, understands. And if not, you'll understand soon. And um, yeah, there are a All lot right. of amazing games. My competitors are doing great games. And, right. and okay. other companies are doing great games. Really, I, I, um, I don't want to say any game that, uh, that will insult the others. Or, but really, there are a lot yeah. of good stuff. And I enjoy playing. I enjoy discovering new things. Um, and, and there are a lot of good stuff being done there. And, and people mean, I think, and aim to the right place in online gaming today. So it's a pleasure to be part of this industry and to compete. I, uh, I appreciate, you know, everyone that's doing uh, online gaming and develop games in this, uh, in this time of the now. 
Absolutely, Edo. And and you know, for anyone who wants to uh, uh, to check out more, uh, Edo, like um, obviously you you held a brilliant presentation at at Agumenex Valletta last uh, October, which is uh, available on YouTube as well. Like for anyone uh, who, who who wants to uh, kind of hear more of of your plans and and thoughts on on the segment, should definitely check it out. It's on it's on YouTube if you just uh, Google that's from last uh, year. You know, that's from last year. So you can see now why we are doing now what we're we are doing. doing it, yeah. Nobody can say we didn't say so, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and, and um, brilliant like always, Edo. I, I I love these chats with you, and and it was just about time that we could finally do this in a bit more official forum. Uh, but I'm really excited to see you very soon again, and um, yeah, we'll hopefully we can York, we can right? redo this. Yes, absolutely, and, and um, uh, so it's just a month month away until like next New York. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to, to sit down and continue this, uh, the discussions over there. And then, of course, we'll have to follow up on this discussion in a, a couple of months again to see where you're at then as well. I think. Sure thing, sure thing. Um, again, it's a pleasure always to uh, you know to talk to you and 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 to be hosted on on any of your shows and platforms and I appreciate you know the interest in us and in what we do and giving us you know the ability to explain a bit of this uh, um, exciting vertical that we are all involved with and again I wish uh, just really everyone in the industry to have a great year and an easy one without pandemics and without anything that will impede us from doing what we are doing um, and just um, have some some fun time uh, without stress I hope I really wish everyone Absolutely. Edo Haitin, fall in love with entertainment. Uh, and uh, take, care of it, take care of yourself, and I'll see you next month, Edo. Thank you so much for today. Thanks a lot, Pierre. Thanks. See you soon. Thanks a lot. Ciao.